This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, April 14th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. Yeah? You doing okay after, uh, had kind of a, we had kind of a rough week here in our picks, would you say? Yeah, it, it, well, you know. On the pitching side, on the pitching side. Pitching side Pitching was went tough. poorly. Pitching side was tough. <laughs> yeah. I w- might be king of the podcast again. I had some, some home run help. Wait, what do you mean again? It's switching. It's switching a little bit. Apparently we're passing this crown around is what we're deciding. I got lucky with Lucas Duda, who I wanted against Clay Buckholes. And we didn't actually pound a home run off Clay Buckholes. We had two in a game, our first two homer game, when the Mets blew up the Phillies. And then uh, I was a little more proud of Wilmer Flores on Thursday, getting a homer off a lefty, like I hoped. Yeah. And then I won the pitcher duel. Jason Hamill is now on your list for forever. (laughs) Yes, he is. What was worse was Josh Tomlin against the White Sox, Matt. One and two-thirds, seven earned runs. Did you watch your White Sox on Thursday? Sadly, I, I, I did not. I I watched the Brewers instead. <laughs> we were like, yeah, Tomlin against the White Sox. That'll be safe. That'll be fine, right? And no. just like he got you in Arizona, he gave it up to the White Sox. I don't think you and I are going to trust Josh Tomlin again for a while. That's going to take was, a lot. That's kind of ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew Triggs was good again. I like Andrew Triggs. I want to see more strikeouts from him, but I'm still a believer there. Matt, anything uh, from the week that stuck out to you that you want to bring up? I'm I'm still annoyed about Ben Revere not getting a stolen base off AJ Griffin. He got on base too. Yeah, he got a hit and he, he didn't double, run. Yeah, he stung a yeah. double off him. Yeah. That's what you don't want. You want him to get a single and then yeah. run. If he gets a double, he's not likely to steal third. Accurate. It's almost bad to get the extra base. Yeah. Well, I might have a, a speed pick this week too. We'll see. We'll get into it. So. We're going to look at picks for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, uh, Matt, I don't know when we're recording on Thursday night, and the Mets and the, the Marlins just played 16 innings. And so Adam Conley got moved around. I don't know if you noticed this because he pitched a little bit. I don't know if you were going near Adam Conley. But other than that, should be all good to go. So Friday the 14th, Matt, who are you looking at here uh, for Friday? Friday the 14th. Honestly, this is probably one of the tougher tougher days on, on, on the weekend. It's not great. There just weren't a lot of options. It, it's an ace-heavy day, mm-hmm. and it's an ace and scrub day, which is really odd. There's some guys who are eligible to be picked, under 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues, but not any that you really want, I feel like. Yeah. No, there was, let's see, run on the list, uh, guys eligible, Wade Miley in Toronto. No, no thank you. No thanks. Uh, Daniel Norris versus Trevor Bauer. Intriguing matchup, but I'm not sure I like. I really like it for either guy. It's two lineups that can hit. Is yeah. the problem against kind of interesting guys, two, but two, yeah. against two pitchers who are capable of getting lit at like a moment's notice. Yeah, basically. Uh, Tommy Bones Malone versus Scott Feldman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch no this. This is gonna be being like like one nothing, like a you know a two hour twenty minute. Like, pitchers duel. Yeah, I feel like you and I might be uh, looking at some hitters from that game. For the pitchers. <laughs> Perhaps. You said Adam kind of got moved. I don't, do, we, do we know who's taking his spot? I'm looking at the ESPN MLB schedule right now, and it says Edinson Volk has moved to Friday, and that Conley 
Uh, I'm not sure when Conley would be. So this suggests that Volquez would move up to Friday. You don't want him anyway. No. no thanks. Uh, Julius Chassin on the road against Atlanta. I'm not sure. It... You kind of like Chassin, I know. A little bit. If you're going to pick him at all, he, he's got to be pitching in Petco. He, he, you don't want him in the room. Yeah. In the matchup of the uh, Charlotte Knights and Rochester Red Rings, we've got Dylan Covey versus Adalberto Mejia. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Can you <laughs> tell me anything about Dylan Covey? <sighs> I believe this is his major league debut. Uh, that might be right. I can check for you, but little to no major league experience and kind of a prospect, but not really a not, top prospect no, at all. He's, he's really not a White Sox, but he's, kind of, he's bounced around a bit between organizations. Mm-hmm. They brought him in to be kind of like their sixth starter, and sadly they need a sixth starter because Carlos Rodon got hurt, and yeah. he's yeah. kind of, you know, taking the ball for the White Sox. You know, I... Nobody to be that interested in, though, right? No, I follow the White Sox pretty close, and I couldn't pick Don Kobe out of the lineup. So yeah, yeah, no thanks. And Alberto Mejia, I told you, was kind of a prospect. He got pounded first time out. You know, you got to see a little bit more from him before we're going to do anything. Even against the White Sox, hey, he you put up ten runs against the Indians on on Thursday. They did. So they did. I didn't yeah, think they scored ten runs. All, I didn't think they scored ten runs all season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, are any of these guys, anybody you're thinking about picking? I'm worried that we might end up with the same guy. I, I think we are going to end up with the same guy. Just, just, to, just to finish it up, we have uh, somebody, a, a person named J.C. Ramirez. Yeah, no idea. You know, he, he's made a few relief appearances this season. He, I think he's a hard pass. There's, yeah, there's nothing, no. nothing to indicate, he, you know, we would want him in our contest. Kendall Graveman at home against Houston. Kind of intriguing. Probably not the best matchup for him. I wrote down Kendall Graveman because not only has he been throwing harder and he's been good, his ownership has jumped up to 70% as a result. We can't come near him. Would not have guessed that. Off the list. So good for Kendall Graveman, but not not in our contest right now. Okay. Martin Perez on the road against Seattle. Hard pass for me. And finally, my pick, Tyler Anderson on the road against the Giants. Yeah, I... I also did that, and I don't think you're going to be upset, because I think it's just the pick, right? Yeah, I think it is, too. I would consider Bauer or Norris, but I just don't like the lineup at all, you know? No, so, I, don't, I don't like the matchup yeah. at all. Yeah, no. I mean, this isn't a great matchup for Tyler Anderson, but I, f- I just feel like he's a better pitcher than he showed. I mean, he's got an yeah. ERA up around, eight, up around nine at this point in the season, and it's just not, he's just not, he's not that bad. So. Yeah, the first two starts have gone poorly, which will happen, but he was good in 19 starts last year, and he's a Coors guy with a little bit of talent, and you get them outside of Coors, and you're like, okay, there's something we can do here, maybe. And he's definitely, I don't know, it, it's interesting. For for the day, it's the way to go. Um, he, weirdly enough, was a little bit worse away from Coors before. He He does okay there, but... San Francisco is going to be a nice place to pitch, so uh, I'm into that. Hope sure. so. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, he, he's interesting. If he can do okay at Coors, he can do okay away from it, and I'm not that scared of San Francisco, are you? No. I mean, his first start, he was actually, he, he pitched better than his line. Um, He got tagged for eight hits and five runs, but he, he struck out eight and walked one against, you know, against Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Yeah. And yeah. His, his second start was in Coors. I... He's not. He's not a nine ERA pitcher. It's as simple as that. I mean, nope. 
he was decent last year. So, yeah, I'm into that pick. Sorry that we're doubling up, but I think it's just, it's the one to take on Friday. It really Intrigued is. by Bauer, intrigued by um, Norris. I like Graveman, but real tough matchup, and he, you know, might have boosted up his price depending on the format you're playing in. So, those are kind of cheap ones. The other guys, unless you're doing some real deep fade, just trying to pick someone nobody else picked, there's just not a lot to like there. So, Matt, with all these bad pitchers pitching, who are you thinking about taking as a hitter on okay. Friday? Um, I'm going to start with my C pick and work my way forward. Okay? Sure. C pick. This guy, I he's probably going to get in the lineup. That's why he's my C, because he's my safety. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which we also this week had to actually do for the first time in the contest. Yeah, I was crushed. Yeah. You had two guys not make the lineup. You had to go with your third pick, Tyler Nakin, and uh, he got in there. Yeah, I didn't do anything, no, but I actually had to, like, go check my notes and be like, oh, crap, who does Matt get for this day? I must fill stuff out. So, yeah, it's good that we name a few extra guys, for sure. Okay, my seat my seat pick for, for Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick on Tom, Tom Malone. Okay, yes. Eugenio Suarez at 59%. I Honestly, I think Eugenio Suarez is probably one of the best picks of the day, believe it or not. I like that. It's also my seat pick. Are you serious? I have him there. Yeah. Yeah, he's at fifty nine percent, which is a little high. But then again, he, like I said, he's my safety. If if my my first two go completely wrong, I've got Eugenio. You know, Eugenio has my back. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, he's known well in the show because I liked him last year against lefties, and he gets mm-hmm. Tom Malone, and it's in Cincinnati. And yeah, I I think that's totally fine when he gets a lefty. There's pop there. He could yeah. run into one. I also mentioned I paired right with him. I don't know if you're going to have him also. Zach Cozart. It's Tom Malone. He, when I looked, was only 8% owned, and he can also hit lefties a little bit. I don't know if you were considering him, but same kind of concept. Yeah. Did not did not glance at Kozar, but I, I know uh, Suarez had an OPS against lefties up around 900 last year. And yeah. I believe Malone had an uh, OPS against righties of over 800 last year. So Yeah. Big funny. thumbs up from both of us for Eugenio Suarez on Friday. Okay, moving on. My B pick. Yes. I'm, I'm going to pick on Martin Perez with my next... With, I, I'm going to continue to pick on Martin Perez, I should say. I'm Did into I, that. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, we we kind of picked on him in his last start um, with against the A's with you know all, all their you know all, all their right-handed bats and they actually mm-hmm. we, I, if I had picked the right one I would have done better. <laughs> uh, 22%. I'm going to roll Danny Valencia against Martin okay. Perez as my yeah. big pick. Uh, I like that. They kind of got him to beat up lefties, and that's, you know, what it, what he can do, what his job is, and he should get in there against Martin Perez, you'd think. Yeah, Yeah, you would think, yeah. And at 1% on my A pick, mm-hmm. also against Martin Perez, Okay. Taylor Motter. Oh, boy. What do you like about Taylor Motter? It, Taylor Motter can hit lefties. Yeah, that's his job, right? To play lots of positions and hit lefties and have fantastic hair, yes, it seems to be his job. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. And he's exactly the kind of guy that's good for this contest and good for DFS, you know, save you some money so that you can, yeah, yeah, he shouldn't cost much, should get in the game and hit lefties, and that's what you need. I like that a lot. And also the Rangers bullpen is kind of a mess, so why not? Yeah. Uh, what percent owned is Taylor Motter? One, oh, one, zero. One percent, yeah. I can't believe he's at 1%, apparently, yeah. Some league out there has him. The the friends and family of Taylor Motter League actually <laughs> has drafted him. This is the one he's on in. And what percent was Danny Valencia? 22. 22. That's not bad either. Okay, so I like Eugenio, and I like Zach Cozart. I like Red Threaties getting Tommy Malone. 
I want to pick on Scott Feldman. I talked about this guy as a BRC pick before, but if you're looking for a not as expensive Brewers bat, Eric Thames gets Scott Feldman. It's in Cincinnati. It's the Reds bullpen. It's it's Feldman and the Reds bullpen. I really like that. We talked about Feldman. I think the power's legit. He bets high in that lineup. Go nuts. I'm into that. And then if I want to get sneaky on Friday, my A pick, I want to pick on Wade Miley in Toronto. And I'm looking for a cheap bat in the Toronto lineup that can hit lefties. It's Steve Pierce, Matt. Steve Pierce is only 10% owned. And I don't think you should own him in your standard fantasy league because his job is to hit lefties. But he's getting in that lineup and getting Wade Miley is exactly what he needs. So, yeah, he's 10%. That's my A pick. Do you like uh, Steve Pierce getting Wade Miley? I like it. I especially like it for DFS because he qualifies everywhere. Yeah, you can find a place if you don't know what to do with someone somewhere. That could be a cheap home run for you, for sure. Yeah, it's so, really good. I'm homer hunting there with Steve Pierce getting Wade Miley. All right, let's get to Saturday. Saturday had a little bit more pitcher picks. Uh, CC Sabathia gets the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to Yankee Stadium. Can you think of a more high-profile matchup of two teams that 28 other teams just don't care about at all? Everybody's sick of Cardinals-Yankees, uh, really? and they're going to be playing. Yeah. I, don't you feel like that those two teams play together and you're just kind of like, whatever? No, I, I'm kind of looking forward to this series. It's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. But I'm also like, eh, whatever. The one I'm over is, is Red Sox-Yankees. I cannot handle you know a four-and-a-half-hour Red Sox-Yankees game every year. Yeah, and they do it all the time. And yeah. yeah, no, no, I get that. Absolutely. So Sabathia is only 13% owned, and he's been better than that. I don't know that I fully believe it or anything. But the Cardinals are pretty right-handed. So I, that scares me, especially in New York. So Sabathian option, but I'm passing. Uh, I wrote down a few guys whose ownership have gone up, so these guys aren't eligible but are still interesting. Uh, Jeremy Hellickson is 53% owned. He gets the Nationals. Viable, but I'm not that interested. Brandon Finnegan sitting at 51% owned gets the Brewers, and Brandon Finnegan's been fine. Your boy Irvin Santana is all the way up to 76% owned, Matt. Untouchable. Way up over the line. And then right at the line, Tyler Glasnow is an interesting Pirates prospect. He's 49% owned. Interesting player. But he's going to Wrigley. He gets the Cubs. Pass. You don't want any of that anyway. Hard no pass, yes. Yeah. So interesting pitcher. Not a good matchup. So the few left that are eligible that I was kind of interested in. Uh, do you like Zach Davies going to Cincinnati? Um, Are you thinking about it? I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm kind of... You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's Zach Davies. How you know he's he's not quite as boring as Tom Kohler, but he's not quite as mm-hmm. exciting as say Gerald Cotton. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. He he's sometimes flirts with being viable. And yes. you're like, okay, okay, maybe against against the Reds, like maybe. I also wrote we won Clayton Richard and he burned us, but now he's going to Atlanta. Are you going to consider Clayton Richard in Atlanta? No. For me, the upside just isn't there in terms of strikeouts. Like, if things go real well, you're going to get six innings, one run, four strikeouts, which is just, that's the upside, and that's uh, disappointing. I feel like the same on the other side. R.A. Dickey gets the Padres, and I could totally see him having an outing that would be okay, but the downside is real high, and I don't know. You don't care about R.A. Dickey, right? I'd, I'd like to see him pitching in Petco instead of pitching in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so and we don't know enough about how Atlanta's park is going to play either. So just not much upside there. 
So to me, the last guy left that is actually interesting, I might take two Rockies pitchers in a row, which is, Whoa. I know, Tyler Chatwood's going to San Francisco. Tyler Chatwood is a pitcher who has pitched much better away from cores, understandably, as he should. So I'm I'm interested there, for sure. I think he'll be fine. I'm still not scared of the Giants. I'm going to go that way. And honestly, the Rockies' bullpen has not been that bad either. So, yeah, I'm going to take Tyler Chatwood, and I just don't really love any other picks. Matt, was there anybody else on Saturday you liked more than what we talked about? Did we miss yes, anybody? There... Okay. That I I whiff on one. Who do you like here? I I'm not, I can't say it's a whiff because it's not that good of a pick. Mm-hmm. But I I just I I can't bring myself to do Tyler Chatwood. Yeah, I understand. He gets. I'm just not that scared of the Giants, and I think San Francisco is a nice place to pitch. You it's, know, but. it's totally fair. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Nate Nate Carnes out there against the Angels. I don't hate that at all. Nate Carnes is a guy that we have definitely streamed before. I think he's a, a good streaming option. Uh, for a while, it was troublesome because he was with Tampa Bay, and so they would always let him do the two times through the order and then be done with them or so. And it kept his ratios down, but he also wouldn't go more than five innings or whatever. So. Correct. Uh, he's a little more unleashed. He's been beat up so far this year, but it's such a small sample. Who cares? Not worried about it. Um, interesting pitcher. Interesting pitcher, and not worried about the Angels. My thought process is that he's a, he's a righty who struggles with righties. But mm-hmm. okay, so you've got Trout, you got Pujols, and that's about it. Yeah, Cole Calhoun's a lefty, but yes. yeah, that lineup's not scary. No, it really is. It's it's not that scary, and also it doesn't get on base very well outside of Trout and. Pujols, pretty much. I guess Calhoun, mm-hmm. but either way. Pujols doesn't get on base, either. Does He's he... awful at getting on base. He hits a lot of empty homers. Oh, does he really? Oh, I, at I, least I, last year. He's on. I can look real quick, but Albert Pujols is becoming a low-average hitter and oh, just not... Yeah. yeah. The... Last year, his on-base percentage was 323, which I... <laughs> Like maybe that only seems low for Albert Pujols, I guess. The year before was 307, but... Yeah, it's they're not that scary. He has he he's had a walk you know a walk rate higher than you know nine percent since twenty thirteen. So yeah, he can still hit the homers, but there's not a lot else going with it. I'm not scared of the Angels, and I don't think you should be. No. I think that that's a totally defensible and pick. It, it's honestly for DFS, it's an upside pick with strikeouts is what I'm looking for. If I'm yep. if I'm building a stack there, I could probably I, I know I could probably get Nate Carnes you know fairly cheaply, and I could. You know, toss an ace in there. I could toss in a Corey mm-hmm. Cooper. I could toss in mm-hmm. see another ace. I might go with um, Kenta Maeda versus Arizona. Is kind of intriguing to me. J Pack. Chris Sale gets the Rays. Like, okay, oh, great. Man. He's gonna carve them up. Yes, he is. Yeah. He should. So yeah. So yeah, I like that. McCullers getting the A's is gonna be fun too. There, there's guys to pick from. Verlander opposite Kluber. There, there's places to go here. So. Yeah, if you're looking for a cheap pick to pair with it, I don't hate Carnes at all. I think that'll be just fine. And then I looked at some hitters for Saturday. I am thinking about, I mentioned him before as a B or a C pick, but the Orioles are starting Alec Asher in Toronto. Matt, can you tell me anything about Alec Asher, pitcher for the Orioles, other than he has an alliterative name? Alec Asher, you mean the pride of Lakeland, Florida? Yeah, I can read his profile too, but that's, yeah. 
the the point is, if you haven't heard of him, not a prospect, not a dude. Pick some Blue Jays, and the cheap Blue Jay that I want there against a righty, not a lefty, is your boy Devin Travis, who has started real cold, but he's at the top of the lineup. If they blow him up, you want him to be a part of that. That'd be fine. After that, my B picks, I want all of these Dodgers righties getting in against Patrick Corbin in L.A., the problem is, I've already used a bunch of them this month. I've used Puig, and I've used Franklin Gutierrez. So I can recommend them, but they can't be my pick. But I, I like the Dodgers righties. The Dodger righty that's left that might get in there, that should hopefully hit lefties. Enrique Hernandez, big fat, 0% owned, hasn't done anything yet this year. But I trust him against a lefty. Could get in there, that could be a real sneaky home run. But for my A pick, Matt, I'm going to do the Ben Revere strategy that you did. Try and get one of those stolen bases. Get on the board there, because it's a low-scoring stolen base uh, category so far. Also, side note, I think once we get to, like, August, there's going to be some real interesting strategy as we try and do our roto strategy against each other. Maybe decide that one of us can't win home runs and just chase speed or something. I don't know. That'll be interesting. But... I want the first stolen base of the year. I'm picking Gerard Dyson getting Andrew Kashner in Seattle. Gerard Dyson is left-handed. Andrew Kashner, right-handed. Andrew Kashner not only struggles with lefties, he's also bad. He's also just not that good at this point in his career. He was an interesting Padre for a while. Now he's not even in Petco and just... I don't know. I'm not worried about Andrew Kashner, are you? Uh, no. Yeah. Gerard Dyson, left-handed in that Mariners lineup. He'll run. He's only 26% owned. That's some of the cheapest steals in fantasy. I'm going with uh, Gerard Dyson as my A pick. Enrique Hernandez is my B pick. And Devin Travis is my C pick. Okay. Matt, what are you looking at at the plate on Saturday? Okay, Blue, Blue, Gerard, Gerard Dyson is my C pick. Okay. Yeah. I, that's not a bad one. Trying to get some steals there. And I've, I've got two guys who are 0% owned. Oh boy! Awesome. I can't. One of them's a speed guy. One of them's a power guy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go speed for speed and try to and try also to get that first stolen base. Okay. So my B pick is a guy that you forgot about on the Dodgers. Okay. Scott Van Slyke. I haven't forgot about him. He's on my list also, but I, I'm into that. I think that's. I like. I like it. Yeah. They just they have a lot of those guys. They're doing a lot of platoons. It's unclear who always is going to get in, but I, I like Vance Light for sure. He started on, on, I guess it was Thursday, and, and he batted fifth, believe it or not. So Yeah, it's just a really fluid lineup, which yeah. is smart and is good, but it's also, you know, hard to nail down. Accurate. So he's he's my B pick, and my A... And 0% owned. 0% owned, yes. And yeah. A pick, also 0% owned. I'm going to roll out Emilio Bonifacio versus Clayton Richard. Oh, boy. That's a name. We, the first time we made an Emilio Bonifacio reference. Right? 2017. Yeah. I like that. I like that just fine. What do you like about Emilio other than he's back with the Braves and he can run? Switch hitter, so he's probably going to be uh, facing Richard from the right side. Uh, and honestly, he, that's that's kind of where you want him if you want Bonifacio at all. He. Last season, OPS against lefties over 800. I just I, I like him to get on base against Clayton Richard, and I, and I like him to steal a base against Clayton Richard. If he gets on base, he's going to be like, I'm Emilio Bonifacio. The only way I can prove I'm valuable to this team is to run like crazy. So I bet that uh, that is the thing. I'm into that. Hunting that steal. That'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's good. Okay, and then Matt, let's look at Sunday, the 16th. 
Oh, I also wanted to point out that our uh, we're not going to like count our stats too much this early because it's you know only been you know two weeks of one hitter or whatever. But our ownership percentages are real close. So far, I'm at 21% on average of who I'm picking, and you're at 22%. So we're kind of keeping that price low. That'll be interesting to follow as well. So, okay, Sunday on the pitchers. Matt, how are you looking at on Sunday? Okay, P- Sunday pitchers, there were a few more options here. I be- you know, Dylan Bundy, I believe, is over 50%. We can't touch him anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went up there because he handled Boston okay, too. Mm. Yeah, interesting guy. You've got Matt Boyd in Cleveland against the Indians. No, thanks. Indians awfully left-handed, but they do have some righties who can also get in there and do some damage. So not necessarily mm-hmm. the best matchup for Matt Boyd. Willie Peralta in Cincinnati against against the Reds. Don't love it for him. Don't hate it. I mean, I could see him do really well there. I could see him struggle there. It's Willie Peralta. He's kind of scary. Everyone once in a while shows that potential, and he's interesting, and then he'll be real, real awful. Um, so. for, for a while, it was, it was his thing was was lefties, but he's he's developed a bit more of a breaking pitch to use his weapon against them. So mm-hmm. you know who know, you know it, it it this might you know this Willie Peralta breakup might finally be a thing. I'm yeah. not totally convinced at this point. I'm not totally convinced it's not a not a thing at this point either. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Straley at home against the Mets. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's correct. Dan Straley at home against the Mets. Yeah, I'd think about it. It gets a shrug from me. I mean, the, the Mets are so left-handed, though. Yeah, and except for you and Cespedes, who is hitting everything out of the park everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the Mets are a little bit hot, I guess. Okay, we got Trevor Cahill versus Bartolo Colon in a matchup that could have happened any time in the past four years. Yep, yep. Bartolo did not do so hot last time. No, but, he tore my heart out, sadly. Yeah, but it would not surprise me if he was just fine again. He's totally viable still. Okay, Charlie Morton versus Gerald Cotton. Uh, Morton should be under 50% still. Yeah, uh, Charlie Morton is only 12% owned. Gerald Cotton is kind of a trendy guy, though, and he is like not eligible. No, he's, he's 65%. Only 65 65 yeah, interesting guy. Trendy trendy prospect guy, for sure. Okay. But he gets Houston. You don't want anybody against Houston anyway. Pass for me. Even if you can afford Drill Cotton, I that scares me. Really? Okay. The Houston uh, lineup's just terrifying, at least in my opinion. It's a Sunday getaway day game, though. That's true. If you could check the lineup beforehand and you decide that you're not scared of the Houston lineup, you can do it. But I'm pretty scared of them. They're about on the Red Sox level for me. So. Really? Uh, Antonio Sensatella versus Jeff Samarja. And Antonio Sensatella has been pretty good so far. It's yeah. only been two starts, but 12 innings, two runs. It, he's been fine. 11 strikeouts and four walks. I don't know. It's, it's a it's a guy. One of them was Padres at home, and one of them was in Milwaukee. What did I say last show? I think I said after three or four starts, I start to, like, start to believe it. But, yeah. I thought about it. I thought about taking Sensatella and taking Rockies all weekend in San Francisco, but I'm not going to do it. But I'm interested. I Honestly, thought about it. I've always believed that May is the great equalizer, so I, I, I'll, I'll believe, if he's still good in in June, I'll I'll roll him out there. But I'm okay. Yeah. The problem is at that point he won't be affordable or available. But yes, if he's yeah. assuming he's good, which I'm not. Yeah. Uh, James Shields versus Hector Santiago. <laughs> Hector Santiago against those getaway White Sox. What does the getaway White Sox lineup look like? It's a good question. Yeah. Hector Santiago, pretty good so far, too. 
Only five strikeouts and two starts, but so far so good through two starts, right? I have more than five strikeouts after Sunday. I'm I'm not sure what the White Sox get away day lineup would look like, but I'm pretty sure Tyler Saladino was leading off. So, <laughs> so you can think about Hector Santiago then. It's possible. There's only one other. I think there's only one other name worth mentioning. That's the guy I'm going to pick. Okay. Who are you thinking about? Well, okay. The first week of the season, I did I did well picking against Kansas City. Yes. And they draw Tyler Skaggs on Sunday in yes. in Kansas City, mind you. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Skaggsy out there and see how he does. Skaggs has been awful so far, but it's only two starts. Correct. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not that worried about it yet. And Skaggs, he, for his career, he really doesn't have much of a platoon split. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there have been some struggles against righties, but I I don't see a right-handed bat in Kansas City's lineup who's going to hurt him. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Kane, I guess. Whatever. I'm not worried about it either. I, I think that you're fine there. So, yeah. That's not who I picked, but I'm fine with it. I think it's fine. Uh, Matt, I'm taking Charlie Morton in Oakland. I know that they have some lefties, but I'm going to hope that they're just not that strong. And I don't love this pick, but I'm okay with it. It's also in Oakland. So I am going to go with Charlie Morton. I still believe he wasn't great for us last time, but I think that Oakland is just not a scary lineup at all. Would you agree? I would agree. Except for Matt Joyce. He's got to look out for Matt Joyce. Yep, the choice, Matt Joyce. Yeah, that's what he's got to look out for. But other than that, I'm taking Charlie Morton. And then, Matt, who are you looking at for hitters on Sunday? As my C pick, I'm I'm going to roll somebody out there who's who's going to pick on Dan Straley. Okay. That's Michael Conforto. Yeah, if he gets in. He had a big hit in Thursday's game, and everybody's like, why are they not using him more? He's great. So, yeah, he should play on Sunday, though. He, he really should. It's a, it's a getaway day lineup. Mets on the road, so they're probably going to toss, you know, Conforto out there to you know, you know, give you, give Jonas a day off, give give you know Jay Bruce a day off, and you know, against Dan Shirley, I think that's where you'd want a guy like Michael Conforto. Honestly, yeah. you know, Dan Shirley for, for his career, he's got a forty six point eight fly ball percentage. That that in in Matt's book that counts as a fly ball pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want those balls in the air, and I kind of want Michael Conforto hitting those balls in the air as my C pick. Yep, I'm fine with that, and I'm not worried about the Marlins bullpen either. So go nuts. Yep. Who's your B pick on Sunday? My my B pick, I'm going to pick on Matt Boyd. Sure. Why wouldn't you? I'm totally fine with that. And but I'm not going to pick on him with with any of the name guys. I'm not going to go, you know, Carlos Santana, Francisco Lindor. No, 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 no. Not for this contest. Yeah. At one percent owned, Brandon mm-hmm. Brandon Geyer is probably going to sneak in there on Sunday. Yeah. And he mashes on lefties. That is his job, basically, is to hit lefties. To show up in the you know, be a fourth outfielder, show up and 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 sneak in there against lefties. So I I kind of like this for him. Yeah. No, I think that that is the place to use him, and that is exactly the kind of guy we use on this contest. Is the guy that's going to get in on a Sunday, beat up on a lefty, and get you that cheap home run. He's one percent owned. That's that's his job. I like Gaia there. That's pretty good. Okay. And lastly, my A pick, the guy I'm going to roll out there at two percent owned, still only two percent owned. Adam Lynn gets Jared Eikhoff. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a good one. Because Jared Eikhoff, as we know, can't handle lefties. Nope. Yep. Is there much of it uh, beyond that for you? Or just that 2% on Adam Lind and him being left-handed? Lynn can still hit, man. Oh, yeah. I like that, for sure. Uh, that's a pretty good A-pick. And you haven't picked Lind yet. I know you mentioned him. I mentioned, did, did, I, I've mentioned Dyson before. Did not pick him, so... Yeah, yeah, but that's good. 
I, I like that. And, you know, I'm not worried about the Phillies bullpen that much either. So Adam Lind is a good pick there. It's your A pick on Sunday. That's Agreed. good. I'm going to dip into your well a little bit. Take one of your guys against Trevor Cahill in that matchup, because I don't believe in Trevor Cahill. I don't think you do either. If Jace Peterson gets in there at 1% on getting Trevor Cahill, that's totally playable for you, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, it's my C pick. Probably won't happen, but I, I want to mention it. He's one percent owned. He's hitting two eighty six. He's four for fourteen, which is not numbers you should weigh in at all. But uh, yeah, Chase Peterson is a totally a, a fine way down their pick. He can run and, and could get in there on Sunday for sure. I'm gonna mention something that, that at first for my B pick is gonna sound stupid and obvious, and let me explain. But I, for my B pick, I'm writing down Bryce Harper getting Jared Eikhoff. And I know that the concept of this show is to mention lesser-known guys and non-obvious guys. But when you play DFS and whatnot, sometimes you have to spend the money on the big bucks guys. And it helps to recommend when they think they're worth their money. And Bryce Harper is 99% owned, of course. Uh, but I'm willing to take that hit when he gets Jared Eikhoff. In the same way that, you know, you're taking Anna Blind because he's left-handed and can mash on him. It's not going to shock anybody if... Bryce Harper goes off on Sunday if he gets in there. So as my B pick, if my A pick doesn't get in, I'll go ahead and spend the money a little bit because we can do that. And I'll take Bryce Harper getting Jared Eikhoff. But I like the Adam Lind one too. But if I can hit and he has a two-homer game or something, it's part of DFS too, is picking when to use the expensive guys. So hopefully that helps you if you're playing DFS. I, I would try to maybe build a lineup around getting Bryce Harper on Sunday. And then my A pick is a Royals guy getting in against Tyler Skaggs, going against your guy, so I'm rooting for him even more now. Off the bench, off the Royals bench on Sunday, Chesler Cuthbert is a 1% owned. He filled in fine for Mike Moustakas last year. He's right-handed. His, you know, his talent is hitting lefties. And if you look at his splits, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but take my word for it, he hits lefties. Chesler Cuthbert, I'm hoping, gets in there. On Sunday, it's Tyler Skaggs. He's 1% owned. And if he does damage against Matt's pitcher, it's just extra, extra sweet. So, Chesler Cuthbert, what a name. Get him on Sunday. Uh, but I don't hate the Tyler Skaggs pick at all, because I think most of that lineup won't do much. But his job is to hit lefties. Cannot wait for Tyler Skaggs to dominate the Royals lineup. Yeah. And Chesler Cuthbert. He's going to go six innings, one run allowed, and it'll be my guy's solo homer. Oh. And that's that's how we're we're both gonna win. Except I'll still brag. Yeah. So those are our picks through the weekend. Matt, I had a, a few things. Uh, first, we had a tweet the other day from one of our listeners. Oh yeah. Ronald Coley. Coley was asking me some questions, and we get uh, we get DFS questions on Twitter sometimes, and we yeah. respond. But sometimes 140 characters is just not enough. And Ronald was asking about strategy and what we try and look at when we pick hitters and when we pick stuff for DFS. And I was like, I don't know where to start with that in a, in a tweet. He was asking, especially early in the season, correct? Yeah. He was saying, what stats do you think are best to look at when trying to pick hitters in this early season for DFS? Honestly, and I was like, I can tell you what I do, yeah. but we're all a little bit blind this early in the year. Oh, absolutely. You know? Honestly, I try to tend to go more toward veteran guys than I do like, you know, younger players who don't have quite as much of a tra track record. You know, you know mm -hmm. for, for example, uh, Adam Lind, great example. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know what you're getting 100 you know with adam lent there's there's absolutely zero mystery that tends to be how i i i build my lineups is 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 around you know guys that that i i know or i i have a, a better idea of what i'm getting yeah doing your best to find that reliability this early on and we're not really looking at stats that much so far. Uh, and you look at last year and you look at career. And he asked me, would you look at last three years of data or just, you know, last year? And, and the answer is, there is no right answer, which sounds like a cop out. But like, if I'm looking at a pitcher, cause I told them one of the first things I do is I look for a bad pitcher to pick on, which is, you know, one of those fundamental DFS things that you gotta, check if things have changed because pitchers evolve very much or god forbid they got traded or changed parks or if they've been around for forever i can look at bartolo cologne splits but he's not the same pitcher he was 10 years ago i don't care how he did against lefties 10 years ago it doesn't matter and so yeah the last couple years are good but you got to keep in mind which stats are actually relevant and because a lot of these players are not the same players anymore so for me step one is picking the bad pitcher and then step two, my first one is usually lefty-righty splits. And then you can get towards home and away. But I think lefty-righty is the first one. And yeah, that's where I'm going. And this early on, you're not looking at this year's stats much yet. So no. yeah, hopefully that's I... helpful. That's a lot of non-definite answers, but this is also not in any way an exact science. We're all trying to predict the future and nobody knows what they're doing. So, hey, true. welcome to fantasy sports. Yay. None of what the last sentence of Dylan said is true remotely. Yeah? Just what? That you know everything you're doing with yes. your crystal ball? Okay. Matt knows for sure I'm making it up as I go along. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fantasy sports. It's fun to explain to people and be like, oh yeah, I'm literally trying to predict the future. So there's a way that I do it, but I can't tell you that it's necessarily right. But that's part. that's what's fun. Because if there was a right way to project all of this everybody would do it the same and we'd all pick the same guys and dfs would be really dumb so part of the fun is trying to see if you can figure it out accurate um yeah so if you have questions for us you can tweet at us i'm at higgins fos matt is at matt d underscore dfs and we interact on twitter but if you have a good one that we feel is worth a few minutes on the show or better to explain on the show we can do that as well uh, the other thing, Matt, I mentioned this to you earlier. Do you mind if we check if we got any bites on those iTunes reviews since we talked about it the other day? Sure. Do you do you want to check or do you want me to check? I need you to check because I don't have iTunes installed still. While I'm doing this, I got a few things we could we could we could discuss. Sure. All right. First up, I played softball uh, Wednesday. How'd that go? Okay, this is my first time like picking up a, a bat and a glove in a long time. Yes, many years. Yes, and the body doesn't quite bounce back the way it did when I was, you know, 13. Are you sore? Is that what we're getting at? Oh, God, yeah. I'm, like, still sore. Actually, it's getting worse. Oh, boy. Yeah. I used to get that playing floor hockey, because you would run around hunched over with the stick, and then the next day I'm like, oh, my back, I'm old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Did you have a game or a practice or practice? No, this is our pra- our first practice with our my 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 work softball team. Oh boy, having practices. That's exciting. How's the team look? All right. It was so typical of like my company in a lot of ways. First of all, only like seven of seven of us showed up. Right, which is not a softball team. Yeah, which is correct, not a softball team. 
we didn't book a practice field, so <laughs> team that actually booked the field like showed up and like kicked us off. Understandably, fairly. So yeah, fairly. No, we we didn't protest. So we we ended up like practicing on like a soccer field that was kind of, it, it had been like kind of saturated by rain. Oh boy. So I mean, like no no one really embarrassed themselves. Um, you know, we all represented ourselves as as well as we could for a group of you know people ranging from twenty three to thirty six. Mm-hmm. I did get to bat. Believe it or not, I, I I go opposite field. Yeah, you send ones the other way. Whatever reason, yeah, like my my, my natural swing just goes the other way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what position are you gonna play, Matt? Wherever we, it's four four infielders, four outfielders. So I'll play wherever. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, that's exciting. When's your first game? Next week, the twentieth. Oh boy, I'm excited for these updates throughout the season. <laughs> See how your team does. It's gonna be good. It's slow pitch, so I, I should be able to get a few hits. So. Yeah, it'll be good. Do you have our uh, iTunes reviews there, Matt? I did. Yeah, nothing new. Oh really? Yeah. Were you, oh, were you surprised? Well, I don't know. We told everybody that they could write anything they'd want, and we'd read it on the air, and they just dropped the ball. That's fine. That's fine. That's good. No big deal. I'm not hurt. That's fine. Uh, okay. Matt, you got anything else before we uh, get out of here for the weekend? I would like to mention that Avi Garcia is hitting over 400 and has eight RBIs so far this season. He's on fire, including blowing up Josh Tomlin, apparently. Or I think he was part of that. Or does that make you happy? What do you do with that? I'm kind of hoping somebody like sees it and like wants to trade. Trade for him? Yes. S- send me a prospect for Avi Garcia. We'll make it. I mean, geez, he's, he's got a three a three point four percent walk rate and a twenty four point one percent strikeout rate with a four hundred seven batting average. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which was always supposed to kind of be his profile. He was just going to be a hitter that put everything in play. And the problem was that he didn't do that well. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How good does the prospect that you get back have to be for you to be excited about that? Or, like, if a team sent you, like, their 25th best guy, would you just be like, great, that's all profit? How old is the 25th best guy? Uh, It's, like, a prospect. Like, an actual, like, 22-year-old that maybe isn't highly ranked or anything. Might be, like, a future reliever, but... The younger the the guy is, the more excited I would be. Okay. So if you got some, like, 19-year-old Dominican kid, you're like, I don't care. Perfect. Yeah, I'd be like, awesome. That's exactly what we need to be getting. Yes. Yeah. That's... <laughs> um, if, it's like, if it's like, a, you know, like a 24-year, like, a, I'll say 25-year-old, like, college pitcher who, you know, is... A triple-A reliever. Yeah, like a triple-A yeah. reliever. That's, I'm just like, you know, okay, well, we tr- we traded Avi Garcia. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm excited excited by the youth if that makes any sense. Absolutely, absolutely, and not having Avisil Garcia on your team anymore will be maybe the best part for you. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with him. Yeah. Okay, Matt, you got anything else for us for the weekend? Uh no, I, th- I think that that covers it. Yeah, we hit hit on softball, hit on hit on Avi. The Brewers are so much fun to watch these past few days. It's not even funny. Yeah, that's a not a boring team. We always said that they might not be a good team, but they're not going to be boring at they, all. It's, so. They've been playing like these like tight games and winning them. It's odd, you know. It's good. It's good. They're fun. When, when I think of Brewers win, I think you know ten ten to seven in a, a game that would make me cry. But these last mm-hmm. few days have been fantastic. It's awesome. I like that you're watching a bunch of Brewers and not watching the White Sox. But I also understand very much. Just just wait until like you know Giolito and Mancata and and Kopech start showing up. Then we'll be switching back to the White Sox. Yeah, understandably. Uh, understandably 
All right, well, that should do it for us for the weekend. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS, and we both love to hear from you. Those handles are on the posts over at Rotographs. We put all our picks down on the posts and the blog posts. Also, you can click in there. The spreadsheet is there for you to view. If you want to see how we've done in the past, you can see our season line and whatnot and see how much Matt looks into the crystal ball and how much I make it up as I go along. But at least uh, see how good we are at what we're doing. And the last three seasons are there, too, if you want to look back. So I've got a crystal ball you can look at right here, Dylan. <laughs> uh, Matt at least owns up to knowing what he's doing. I will tell you that I don't, but it's part of the fun, for sure. And uh, yeah, make sure to listen to the other great podcasts on the Fangraphs Network. Effectively Wild is here. Sleeper in the Bust is here. Fangraphs Audio with Carson Sestouli is here. All that stuff, you can become a Fangraphs member for 20 bucks a month to support the site. You don't have to pay for all this stuff, but you can help keep it here. And you can buy uh, ad-free browsing for 50 bucks a month, too. Also, just a good way to support the site if you like what Fangraphs is doing, because they like to offer it to you for free. So, yeah, that should about do it. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.